dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source and we are here at 6.40 and 54 seconds, uh, an hour and uh, 10 minutes to the game. So nothing new to us, really. No, nothing new at all, Pez. It's uh, becoming more of a trend and it's not something that I'm enjoying because, Pez, I am stressing a little bit about this. Uh, I'm not able to get into my regular Friday night routine in terms of uh, sitting in front of the couch, getting some dinner ready. And you sit uh, in front of your couch, do you? I sit in front of my TV. Yeah, I, I do sit in front of my couch. I sit on the on the beanbag in front of the couch, re- in front of my TV. Smartass. So ready to go. Uh, yeah, ready to go. But uh, Pez, we we you know we were talking about the week that's been and a huge round of footy coming up uh, tonight, especially starting off with with the game uh, this 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 evening. Yeah, and uh, some people might not even know what game is being played because oh. the reason we are you know doing it so late <laughs> yeah. is because the AFL don't even know who's playing. So. It used to be um, you you find out the teams, but now you just find out when the games are going to be played the day before, and you're like, where are they being played? What are they doing? Even when you, you know, when I was talking to you earlier today, I was like, oh, where's the where's the Gold Coast game being played? Is it is it up in the Gold Coast still, or where is it? And it happens apparently yeah. at GMHBA. GMHBA, so but there's a game on the there's ball. A, there's a game in Brisbane though, so but yeah. Gold Coast is a no fly zone, but uh, Brisbane's okay. It does add a different element of complexity to the. Um, to the, 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 the actually just trying to watch football. Yeah, and to the livelihoods <laughs> of, of everyone. There's uh, been things during the week. Obviously, the in Melbourne, the lockdown's been extended by a long time. In Sydney, they're really struggling with uh, a lot of cases and deaths uh, throughout the No, they're the doing week. fine. Just ask Gladys. No, well, oh, I watched only one little snippet of Gladys. <laughs> I, I try to stay away from the press conferences, mate. <laughs> it's, but, hard, it's hard, though, mate. But Gladys and Dan Andrews, and then he's got the, the new bloke in the last month or so, the um, guy with the beard that's in the coronavirus team talking talking <laughs> on and on. I don't even know what's going on anymore, but um, I just know, you know what, I'm staying at home, I'm working from home and, and, and doing all this until at least next Thursday. And then uh, we don't know what's happening from then. Yeah, the the main sort of check in though, Pez, the the mental health check in. How how are you going uh, during lockdown with uh, without the Olympics? Because oh. I know working from home with the Olympics was an absolute breeze. But I've really struggled this week. It's been hard. Look on Seven Plus, it says to me they're available for the next sixty <laughs> days. So I, in all honesty, I've been going back, and after the closing ceremony happened on Sunday, this week I've watched the marathon. I've watched the hundred and nine kilo men in the weightlifting. Um, and I watched a few other events as well. So uh, I still have been watching events uh, happening throughout that. So I've, I've had it, but the other thing I've been doing is, you know, we're always talking about renovations at my house at the moment. It's like a bomb site. We're uh, laying new floor. Yeah, I, it's. Uh, I've been there, done that, Pez, uh, and uh, we, we had a nice little discussion before about liquid nail. <laughs> and it seems like every house ever that anyone ever purchases – that's what it was built on, liquid nail. Jeez, uh, they go overboard, don't they? Oh, they would have spent a bit of bit of cash down at Bunnings if they got it from Bunnings. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> a bit of liquid nail in there. Was, I had to cut it out with a Stanley knife and then get a little uh, little blade on a, on a thing and try and get all the liquid nail off all the uh, skirting boards and things like that. It was, it's not been fun, but uh, we'll get there in the end. We, we, we will get there in the end, Pez. And uh, the house is starting to look uh, quite nice, Pez. It's, 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 it's making its way through, but... Talking about quick fixes, Pez, and talking about quick, uh, well, just fixes, full stop, uh, the AFL has uh, definitely had a week that uh, a range of different issues have come up, and uh, we're going to discuss those in, in our next segment. Yeah, See if well, we, we can fix them. Yeah, 
Let's uh, bring your own hashtag, huh? Hashtag. Oh, 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 this is interesting. It's a main event in any stadium in the world. Hashtag going viral. We only can't go with it. Hashtag bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all, folks. I wish I could say that's all, folks, and uh, get on the couch in, or in front of the couch, as you would say. So Just jump on the beanbag, mate, on the beanbag, <laughs> nice and relaxed. Get ready for the footy. But uh, no, we are doing Bring Your Own Hashtag. We've got a couple of uh, really big uh, topics to go on. And the first one, we're probably going to talk about the tribunal. There's been a few things this week, Source, with players missing games, and uh, probably the biggest you'd talk about uh, in tonight's game would be Toby Green having a, a two-week uh, suspension there and uh, getting it down to one with the uh, tribunal. So that's just one of the incidents. You had Andy Brayshaw, who's going to miss a week for Fremantle, who's been a really pivotal part in their last couple of weeks as well, uh, especially with Nat Fife out. So, uh, And, you know, they're, they're both both of those games are make or break for, for all four teams pl- being um, being played. And then you've also got the other element of uh, Joel Selwood, who, um, you know, from all... I guess I guess there's there's two ways to look from it, Pez. Is the, the actual the, the supporters eye and the, the natural way that you watch football and your instant reaction going, Ooh, he's in trouble. Like how many times do you say it each week? It's like, Oh, that's a week. There's two weeks. He's in trouble. And uh, he gets offered a fine. So you had a two week suspension for um, Toby Green and then with the, the plead to the tribunal, we got it down to one. You had Andy Brayshaw go to the tribunal for one week. Uh, pleaded they actually didn't challenge it which is which is unusual that they didn't challenge it then complained about in the media well there would have been uh, issues I'd imagine around if you do challenge it and fail oh yeah they're playing the next week go up and which is which is rubbish like so they're 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 charged guilty and if you want to fight your innocence you're which is another issue Pez like you know guilty until found innocent it's almost the reverse of that system and then you got Joel Selwood who you know went for a high bump elected to bump hit high um, you know, came in a little bit reckless and, and gets a, a, a suspension. Uh, sorry, gets a fine. So you've you've got to talk about that that whole thing with the tribunal. They're trying to discourage people to fight for their innocence because they're saying, "Oh, if you fight and lose against us, you're you're going to get cop another week yeah. on top." Like, don't 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 waste our stupid. time. Don't waste our time. Come and and that's what it almost feels like, Piers. And uh, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you actually can't do it. Like Brayshaw, they're playing against West Coast this week. Uh, they don't have Nat Fife already. They don't have Brayshaw. They've got St Kilda in the last round, and that mm-hmm. could be to make a top eight spot. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, if I challenge this, Brayshaw could get rubbed out for two. He might not be there for one, two. Bang, we lose both. We're out. Our season's over anyway. Yeah, yeah. You, you take the risk of not playing him at home against West Coast, against a struggling West Coast, in the hope that, um, you know, Fife is back next week and you've got a stronger... And your, your finals are still alive. Like, it's, it's a roll of the dice in a different way. And it, it's a bit disappointing that that's how they, uh, how they sort of set it up. But, Pez... I guess the main thing that we're going to be discussing and where our hashtags are coming from, Piers, is the tribunal and the way they've adjudicated this week and the impact it has on the season. So really interested to hear your hashtag, Piers. Yeah, well, my hashtag is all around the the big story. And we know Toby Green has had a lot of history. Um, There's a lot of people that I've spoken to in in the footy realm that really dislike this this man as as a footballer and as a person. But... Uh, as the listeners know, I'm behind the boundary. He's uh, he's one of our favourites, and I was speaking to I'll you earlier, Source. Uh, you talk about MVP and what it stands for, most valuable player. Whenever Toby Green is actually playing, my goodness, aren't you such a better side? And when he is captain as well. Um, so my hashtag here is hashtag Gang Green, and this is just uh, 
a shout out to the the gang that are you know after Green's head and wanting him out of the AFL pretty much. And uh, it, it does happen on social media these days where a lot of people just just want him to be you know banned probably the rest of the season and, and go from there. Agree with these two weeks, but I think the incident was uh, a football act. Source, if we're talking about you know the Toby Green and Patrick Dangerfield one, where a lot of players fend off and the the elbow went up and went high and he's going there. The unfortunate thing for Toby Green is that Patrick Dangerfield actually went off and uh, went off to hospital, didn't come back for the game, which is uh, a big problem for mine with the actual tribunal and the MRO is thinking about the outcome, not the actual incident, which uh, has happened for many many years now. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like that hashtag, Pez. Uh, gang Green, like it's um, and I'm going to sort of piggyback off yours a little bit. And I'll get to mine in a moment, but it's it's Gang Green's an infection, and every week we are talking about the same thing about the inconsistencies with the tribunal, and and that's what happens with an infection is unless you address it, it eventually gets worse and eventually carries on, and it becomes a problem that that sort of you know, deregulates the, the whatever the limb is that's infected. You know, in, in some cases with most gangrenes, it gets cut off. And I feel like what they need to do is they need to, to cut it off, hit the reset button, and and reevaluate this MRI like this this tribunal system because it's shit. You know, you know what's wrong with it? It's it's got the rules, and it's got rules in place of uh, what's the impact? Is it low, medium, or high? What's this? Is it this, this, or this? But and but they that's, go. That's where the issue is, Pez. And they go high, bang. High impact. This right? is the problem. High impact is classified on the result of the injury. It's not how hard you hit. High impact results in, and the reason it, what could, happens to it, the other it could not be classified other than high impact, whereas GWS had no stand leg to stand on, was because he left the game in an ambulance to go to hospital for precaution, precautionary measures. measures. So therefore, it can only be classified as high impact, even though he's playing this week. It's a bruised larynx, like... It wasn't that big an injury. And that's where the system is And broken. was the impact actually high if you look at the incident solely? So they, they do that. They go, yep, all right. It has to be high impact because of the result. It has to be this, has to be this. And then they add all that up, put it in their little calculator, and it goes, all right, that spits out two weeks. They've got to look at incidents, incident by incident, and they've got to go, yeah. this, only, this, this deserves a week or this deserves two. This is bad. This is four weaker. Like it, the formula... Not working. The formula is broken, and that's where, like, my hashtag is uh, from from a golfing standpoint: is where's the green? Because the the AFL and the tribunal are hitting golf balls, and they have no idea where the green is because they are constantly moving the green. And I know that you need to have precedent because otherwise, you know, players and teams and they can't argue their cases, right? I know you need to have precedent. But set up a system that that enables people to sit there, a general football viewer, people of the media, you and I, Pez, and they watch it and go, oh, that guy's in trouble, a week. And then when they open the paper on Monday morning, ah, he got a week. Yeah. Done. Look, it's never going to happen where you've got 100% of people agreeing because people no, don't like no, green, so they're going to the say majority. three weeks. But the majority of people and the the football watchers would want to would be doing that. And uh, they're, they're getting in the bunker too, too many times, aren't they? Yeah, and I disagree with, you know, and you and I had this discussion in the pre-show, Pez. I disagree disagree with, I disagree, 
I disagree <laughs> with, with, the, with the people that sit there and go, oh, it's Toby Week. If it was any other footballer, this, this and this. And I think that he definitely is officiated differently. I can't see Christensen sitting there and looking through the, his, his, his um, you know, platform that he's got, his marking sheet, his rubric, and that's what it's spitting out. It's not him sitting there going, all right, I might put a bit of mustard on this one and I go, right, that's actually gonna, I'm going to mark that up high because there's no way you can do it. The system itself is broken, and I think it's a lazy defence where people come out and go, oh, it's Toby Green, this, this, and this, and if there's anyone else, he wouldn't get off. It's not the act, and it's not the tribunal that's broken. It is the rubric that we are using and the classification. Look, that is the issue. We're never going to find out, but I would say if it was any other player and it wasn't Toby Green, the exact same incident, exact same player, whatever happened, uh, they would have got one week. But, but the, thing, the thing was, Pez, is that you can't argue high impact on its classification – High impact. You, you could you could argue reckless, which he wasn't charged for, right? And that's where other ones have gotten off. You look at the Bailey Fritch one early in the year. He wasn't charged with high impact. He was charged with reckless. Now, reckless impact means that he had a choice to to raise the elbow, and he came to the contest with the elbow raised. But in that one, it, he got off because the um, Will Power was pushed. So therefore, it wasn't as reckless because the force coming in wasn't as bad. You look back to the Patrick Dangerfield one on Nick Voston in the grand final. He hit the ball first, and then he has followed through with the elbow. Now, he could have probably put the elbow down in that time, but they're saying, well, it's it's reckless because, boom, hit the football. He's, and he's just left his arm there yeah. instead of... This one here, way. they're saying that he's come to the contest with the elbow raised, with the elbow raised which he did in terms of a fend-off. Right? And, and there's no arguing that, and it's the classifications that shit because there's there's no way that that should have got a week. No way. Let alone two on the beginning. Well, it got two, and this is the problem because they've fought it down to one, yeah. my understanding. So it means he misses the big game, Richmond-JWS. Huge. Huge. JWS 38 points on the letter, Richmond 36. Both teams need to win to keep their season alive. And he's a game changer. And you put Toby Green in that side, JWS are probably favourites there and, and probably going on with their performance last week against Geelong. Um, the, other, the other side, you've got Patrick Dangerfield there. He seems to be involved in a lot of tribunal incidents, depending if he's the one giving it or, in this case, receiving it. Quite strange. But, but that's why we like these players. That's why we, we, you know, we're constantly speaking about Dangerfield, Selwood, Buddy Franklin... We're talking about, you know, long from from your club. You're talking about Toby Green is because he's probably not in the same category. No, as no, but, all but, of those but every players. time he every time he goes up to a tribunal, he gets weeks, right? It's because of the intensity and the way they approach the football. Okay, they're not sitting on the outside. They're not these outside players like Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell's not getting rubbed out ever because he doesn't go in with that same intensity. And I think that's the difference is that if we are going to start, you know, use precedents and classify players, compare the same players, compare the pair. Yeah, <laughs> Allianz, yeah. <laughs> one of the, the major sponsors. Major sponsors behind <laughs> the boundary. You know? No longer, no longer VB. It's uh, it's, it's Allianz. Hey, Allianz Insurance. Make sure you get. Hey, if you reach out, we could definitely give you. We're just giving you a free one. <laughs> we, yeah, we, if you're a listener and you're reaching out to us to get a discount from Allianz, we've got no allegiance with them. But if you're Allianz and you know you want to sponsor, we, the we show, can help you out. Make a claim. We can damage your, uh, your car or something. Uh, but get around uh, it. Get around you know, it. We've had the hailstorms in the past and. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, you know what represents hail? Uh, hail? What you can do? Do it with golf ball and a sock. Oh, oh here we go. Go over the car and uh, 
Claim the insurance off. Sounds up. like you're talking from experience there, Pez. We might need to, <laughs> might to, need to, move, no, to move on. No, no, no. But uh, we, we can move on. We've given our hashtags and uh, the tribunal. No one's ever going to agree with it. Let's be honest. Uh, and different fans are going to have different views. And it's always going to be a talking point, which is disappointing. Like pre-show, we said, all right, BYO hashtag, we've got tribunal as a topic. And like, oh. Here we go again. We've got it again. Um, they never seem to get it right in a lot of fans' eyes. And uh, I don't know any fan that actually says, oh, they're doing a really good job. But but I think that's the aim for the AFL. And I'm just going to last point before we move on, Pez. I think that's the aim for the AFL where a general reasonable footy fan, when their club's not involved, can look at an instant and go, this, everyone does it when they watch footy. Oh, that's a week. Oh, that's a bit stiff. And you might have a little general debate, but – the consensus across all the media and most people you talk to, reasonable AFL fans that don't hate Toby Green, mm. think that he should have either got off or at least had a minimum one week and then taken down, obviously gets a fine. You know what I don't understand is Geelong supporters, okay? We go, Patrick Dangerfield was the one that got hit with the Toby Green raised arm and the Geelong supporters saying, oh, it's a dog's act against our oh player, so it, it needs two weeks or three weeks. It really doesn't actually affect Geelong that much because they're not playing against them next week. No. It doesn't matter if he's rubbed out or not. You might meet them in the finals and it might have a bearing on that, but that's, you know, Look, a very small percentage. It, it affected us during the game, but we'd already lost it by then. We, we were oh, playing horrible. Yeah. They'd worked this out and, and that wasn't the issue. But, yeah, I, I agree, Pez. I don't know why people feel like that. And it's not like Toby Green, he's been crucified because he got punished wrong the first time. That's what. It, that's all it is. He got because they had insignificant evidence the very first time he got um, put up in the tribunal with the eye gouging incident where they couldn't find anything, and that's why they hate him. And then he went and did the same thing the next week, dumbass. Like and and yeah. and he he's he paid his price. He's done the karate kick against the bulldogs player oh, and the bulldogs. I still don't even think that him. was that bad an incident. Look, no, we. We have to move on and uh, you know what, moving in a different direction for Behind the Boundary Source, usually we're up and about and uh, joking around but the next topic is absolutely no joke and uh, it's all about racism. It, it is, it's a, it's a really, um, it's been a big week for racism which in the way that the world is going in 2021, Pez and AFL's been around for, for you know hundreds of years, it's not on, it, it's, a, it's a real shit point that we're even talking about it to be honest it's, it's it's unbelievable that it is still such an issue and um i don't even know how to, to really move on with this topic Pez. yeah it's it's interesting and uh you know, you know what we've probably got the wrong segment for it so i'm just going to say in this point there's going to be no hashtag here because no hashtag is going to fix anything and things are happening because of how i don't know People are bringing, bringing up their children and, and things are ingrained in, in the culture. You've got a player who's near the end of his career coming out and, you know, saying a racist slur against a, another player that's playing on the field. He's not even playing there. but um, And then comes out and, and apologises with that player sitting there. So, I don't know, organised through the AFL, the Adelaide Crows, all of that. It's a, it's a lose-lose situation, not just for Tex Walker, it's a lose-lose situation for everybody, um, especially the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their communities because the, it's, it's hurt, it's history, it's everyone's gone through it. And we, we heard um, Eddie Betts during the week come out and say he's sick of fighting. He, he's sick of doing this. Uh, he, he can't do it anymore. And, and to put this conversation in a little bit of context source, what we might do is we might play a little bit of a snippet 
of what Eddie Betts actually said on air on AFL 360. And uh, it's not, it's nothing's going to change. So it's it's up to you guys to make change. People sitting at couches, start those conversations in home. Start it with your friends, your families. Call out racism when you see it, because there's no room for racism in Australia. And and we as Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people are sick are sick of fighting. We are we're we're sick of fighting because it just keeps happening. Happening and happening and happening and and I'm tired, guys. I, I honestly am. I said to a lot of the the indigenous boys that it's this it, it's it's getting to me. It really is, and and I'll keep fighting no matter what, no matter how emotional I get, no matter how drained I am. I'll fight. I'll fight for my people. I'll fight for the next generation of young Aboriginal kids that coming into play AFL footy to make this a safe safe place for us to come and enjoy the game that we love. Yeah, and it's not just uh, to enjoy the, the game that we love in footy. It's actually everyday life because uh, if you're an Indigenous Australian uh, and, and you've been through school and high school, there can be racial slurs all the time that are happening. And sometimes some people may not even know that you're an Aboriginal person and they say something about someone. You know what the, one of the hardest things to do for anyone in the society at the moment is to call things out. Yeah, because what what are you going to do? Are you going to cause a confrontation? Are you going to get into a, a physical fight? People don't want that. You want to be able to call someone out and say, "Hey, mate, what are you doing? You're being a dickhead. You don't need to be be saying this thing about someone. You may not like a person, but it doesn't mean you have to racially vilify them over anything. They've, they've, I don't even know how to how to put it in words, mate. Yeah, and I can't. Pez, I can't sit here and, and pretend to, to know how it feels to be to be racially vilified and like you know um it never have I ever been in that sort of situation and uh, you know I'm not even going to try and, and be naive and compare it to being teased about something because the level of pain and hurt that Eddie Betts displayed there and the, you can hear it in his voice you can hear it in his voice you can see it and the amount of um, people that have come out in support of him not only support but just the the attitude of enough is enough. And, you know, in the Indigenous community are sick of it and they're sick of the people that have um, been put in charge of the education. And, and this must really hurt for, for Eddie Betts and the rest of the Indigenous community because he played along Taylor Walker for, for 14, 15 years as, as, as a mate, I would assume. He, you know, ran through the banner many times yeah. and I can't see Eddie Betts being the person he is if he had acted that way in front of him that he would have continued to be that football club. But that's the issue, Pez. That is the issue, is that this stuff happens behind closed doors. It happens in, you know, the orig- the way it was originally came out as, as social racism. You know what? And this happens a lot more than it has now with, with players of the calibre of Taylor Walker because someone was brave enough to actually call it out and, you know, take it further and make it public. And Taylor Walker's been caught in a situation where... He has to come out and apologise. He probably has no choice. Yeah, and they're they're doing all these things to try and um, protect him and 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 make him uh, seem like he's really apologetic and he's got to educate himself. And I think he plays a really important role with his next steps in, in what he does because he actually does need to do that. You know what? It's really disappointing that he he has to go and educate himself. Being playing in the AFL for ten plus years, I don't, I don't understand playing with Indigenous players and obviously 
I, I don't know if it's obvious, you can't really assume if they're mates or not, but being mates, playing on the same field together, going out there, crossing that white line and, and, and playing with those people and just going and, and coming out and saying something like he said, it's just really disappointing across the board and you can't really... You, you can't really say much more. Like, it has to stop. How does it stop? Because Eddie Betts has come out for years and tried to make a stop. Adam Goods was the most recent example where there's been lots of things out. He called out a 13-year-old girl for saying it in the crowd and yeah. then Eddie McGuire came over the top and, and said some more racial comments about him. So uh, it's and it's I, really, really hard. And I'm sorry to interrupt there, Pez, but I think what you're talking about is the social and cultural change that needs to happen, not just in Australia but across the world. You know, you see, you see the you know the, the Black Lives Matter movement in in America. The same sort of racial profiling that's happening, and I think you know Daryl White, Brisbane Lions and Brisbane Bears career footballer, said it perfectly on the. Uh, you, like, I'm probably saying it incorrectly, so I apologise for this, but it's a UK, UK football um, show, and he came out and had this statement to say, Pez, and I think this is the 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 biggest thing that's going to come from it because I think AFL whilst this is a, a disgusting moment it's a horrible moment and the whole way it's played out over the week has been terrible I think for the first time in a long time the AFL has taken some steps and some positive movements because the person from the Adelaide Football Club was the person that confronted it was brave enough to stand up and I think this is a positive step for the AFL in in that regard and I think this is the the main message that that needs to come out of you know this incident. Woulda, another weekend and more racism to deal with. This time, the racist slur came from a player. It was called out and swiftly handled. I'm more concerned with lower level sport in general and the communities within sport who continue to cop racism. It's weighing on them heavily. I see it there. Yes, combating racism starts with education, but it's not the AFL's job to do it alone. This is a national issue. We've got to look at our past and start telling the truth. Those truths will inform our present. And it starts at home. How do you raise your kids? What values are you instilling? What words and attitudes are permissible behind closed doors as a joke between family? It starts with your friends. What comments about minorities do you accept from them? Do you laugh at it? Do you call it out? Look in the mirror. You're as only as good as the company you keep. And if you've been raised in a culture of prejudice, it's up to you to break the cycle as an adult. Some pretty strong words there, Pez, and, and, uh, and you couldn't agree more. And, you know, both of us are in the education system and this message is pumped through schools and, you know, it's – but you know that it happens behind it's, it's closed doors. It's powerful and you say it's pumped through schools, but it always comes down to your household, your parents and the, and the people that you are around. And what has he said? What happens behind closed doors? What's acceptable? What do you laugh at? What do you do? If, if a child sees a, a parent or an adult laughing at something – that's a joke of, of racial. They'll just think, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a funny thing. I might go and say that to one of my mates, and this is acceptable behaviour. So it, you see that with bigger issues, like not bigger issues, but similar sort of um, issues with, you know, family violence, women against uh, – violence against women, yeah. you know, um, homosexual sort of prejudice as well. Like you see all of that stuff, and it's it's the way that the cultural of Australia needs to shift. It happens. It's uh, – 
it, it sucks that this happens in 2021 and uh, we can't just move forward and, you know, um, have peace and love everywhere and uh, be, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what to say anymore, but uh, no hashtags for this. Bring your hashtags dead. Um, it's it's put the spotlight on it again, which is which is really uh, disappointing, and uh, from an AFL player. But you've got to imagine what Darrell White said uh, happens in the the smaller communities. So you go to a suburban football game, uh, you can imagine what's being said over the fence and not being reported and not being called out. So um, it is it is tough to to call it out, especially when there's alcohol involved. Source when you when you're going, yeah, you've you've got a guy that's. Uh, you know, off his head at the local footy, calling out some racial slurs. Do you stand up? What's going to happen to you? You know, you've got to take your safety into consideration as well. So uh, I, I don't know what the solution is, but uh, everyone needs to continue to fight for it. Well, I, I I don't know what the solution is in that standpoint, Pez, but I think what the solution is here is what the AFL needs to do is start educating through pretty severe consequences. And I think that they're in a unique situation where you've got a, a, a football player who, let's be honest, is probably, he's got a one-year more deal, one year deal with it, with um, Adelaide. There's, it would be unlikely for him to play, I think, another game for Adelaide. I think if the, I think the Adelaide Football Club, the way they're handling this and the Indigenous community in the um, Adelaide Crows, I think it's unlikely that he plays again. Look, if it, if it was unlikely that he's going to play again and he's got his six-week ban or whatever it is, so he misses, what, two games and then misses four next year, Adelaide are not going to compete at all. No. Make an example is kind of what you're saying. I think what the AFL should do is exactly what you know um, North Melbourne CEO sort of came out and alluded to is that the way to educate here is to to stand him down. Ben um, Alfario for the CEO of North Melbourne came out and said, when it's an idiot online over the fence, we ban them and take their memberships off them, and we do, and you have some solace because you say this person is clearly ignorant. But when it's a leader within our industry who has had, you know, been through 15 years of education in this area, who has had many close bonds and friendships with black people, when it comes to someone like that, you've got to ask yourself, what the, you know, are we talking? What are, what are you doing? And I agree. I think that, you know, if this was uh, just a, a Joe Blow, we would criticise, we would punish, we would take away everything for it. But because we, they're getting paid and it's their career, and let's be honest, if it's something, would you do this in the workplace, Pez? You wouldn't do this no, in the workplace. Well, that's that's an incorrect statement, is it? I wouldn't personally, no. No, but like, and but if if I did this in my job, I would be stood down. See you later. See you later. And that's what should happen. And that's what the AFL need to do. And when I know we said no hashtags, Pez, but in terms of the message that I'm going away from this, the AFL need to stand down and make an example sooner rather than later. Otherwise, we're going to have a massive, massive crisis on our hands because. You could hear it in Daryl White's voice. You could hear it in Eddie Betts' voice. And if you asked, spoke to any Indigenous footballer through the last week or even Indigenous person, you can hear the pain. Well, you, can, you can hear the hurt. Because I Pickett was racially abused from the fence in, in WA on the weekend. Literally well. literally the next weekend. So it, it, it doesn't happen. It's, in, uh, it's not just in footy culture. It's in, you know, every, everyday life culture, which is the, the most disappointing factor here. And uh, you can't just say we're going to stop and we're going to move forward because uh, we can't move forward until everybody, you know, gets educated and, and, and moves on from there. So uh, really, really serious point in the podcast and we're not always uh, super serious, but we were here. So um, we're probably going to give this a pause and uh, come back for, for the second part of the show. Soft review. It's no official review. 
And uh, here we go, Sauce, uh, our bet review as we, you know, always do every week, no matter what happens. And uh, I do have to uh, open up Twitter and see what the emojis are for this week because that's been a, a big staple in, in the show uh, in, the, in the last, I don't even know how long uh, our media manager's been doing that. Yeah, um, that's because you're not very good at your job, Pez. That's why you it's, don't know. But It's been working working really well, I Before think. we get on to the, the bet review and the bet slip, Pez, and we get on to those emojis, Let's just address the fact that we haven't actually spoken about uh, the previous uh, week's games and we know that there were some big games but the the two issues that we spoke about and and the second issue mainly is a bigger issue and we will address some of those things during this but we we thought it was important to to address that as an isolated thing and really put the... the, yeah, put the onus on that and... uh, and So usually we'd go in and, you know, talk about each game in detail but... Not going to do that this week and just going to highlight uh, that really important topic of racism as, as we did and, and speak about it, which is what uh, all households should should probably do and uh, get your children to understand what it is and, and move forward from there. Um, I did suggest in the, in the pre-show, Pez, that we just avoided going through the bet slip and we skipped that aspect of the show. But, <laughs> but uh, you, you weren't you weren't too in greens for that. I, I don't know why. Your week no, wasn't just as bad as my we, week. We both had poor weeks like from from, you know, we... We put ourselves to high standards. We had we had a poor week. We missed out. And um, at, at behind the boundary, <laughs> I don't want to be like every other every other betting podcast or betting page source that hides their losses. Not just those, though, Pez. Have you seen the sports bet ads now? Nathan Nathan uh, Brown doesn't even put the odds up. <laughs> he just puts up four different predictions and goes, uh, this is what I'm going with. Oh, if, no if someone out there, please, the, track the loyal listeners here, if someone has tracked Nathan Brown's <laughs> little same-game multis that he puts up on the on the ads that, you know, sports bet have paid a, a packet to, to get the ads on at the time. They're on, they're they on enough, too. Um, can you please give us his uh, <laughs> ROI or his, his win-loss record, whatever it might be, because I, I don't think many of them uh, actually come out and win. No, no, not many at all, Pez. Uh, speaking of not many that win, let's get into <laughs> this 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 debacle of a, a bet slip, a review, Pez. All right, let's start off with the first game of the week. It was the Geelong GWS, and it was a round of upsets, uh, it looked like, at the start, Pez, uh, with GWS really taking control of Geelong and um, really out-coaching for the first time in a long time. We saw Leon Cameron really um, dismantle Geelong in terms of the way that they went forward. You know, Geelong has been a staple of defence and been one of the number one defence-rated uh, teams for the last couple of years, but their style of play and that short chip into the you know 75 meter mark and then going over the back and over the top really really made uh, Geelong come undone yeah and uh wasn't I loving it at the end of this night I had no bet on Geelong they weren't in my multi nothing at all and I was thinking how good's this round going to be I've missed out on what a lot of uh, punters would have would have been on in the Geelong line or even the Geelong 1-39 to because they thought JWS might give them a push. JWS gave them a Geelong, real push. Geelong in their multi, first quarter, I was down 75 bucks. Thank you. Because, <laughs> uh, of course, I had 50 on uh, three-leg same-game multi. Tommy Stewart to get 20, um, and uh, he looked like he wasn't going to get involved. He didn't um, getting about 21, so he got there. Cam Guthrie held under 30 and a half. He got 26, I think it was, and Geelong 25-plus. No, oh. I, I don't like that. Don't be thinking about this. What did he actually get? Like, I, I need you to be prepared. Cam Guthrie, uh, he, got, he got 26. <laughs> <laughs> don't he got don't 26. piss fart around <laughs> and, and just look sound like you're guessing there. But, um, 
Yeah, you're 75 down, as you said, after the first game. Yeah, so I had 50 uh, on that, and then I also had Geelong first leg of the multi, and there is nothing worse, every punter will know, than the very first leg, just going, and then watching green ticks uh, arrive after. (laughs) Which is uh, terrible. Giving that up of what happened next. Uh, The next game, we moved on to Carlton and Gold Coast, which uh, Carlton, you know, they beat St Kilda the week before, kept their season alive, apparently. I put my, um, you know, inverted... I don't know, air marks, whatever yeah, That's really good for an audio podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And uh, they come out and they lose to the, the Gold Coast Suns, uh, Carlton. The line was about minus 24 and a half and uh, they just didn't look in any sort of, uh, I don't know, form to actually compete with the Gold Coast Suns. It, it looked a terrible game, Pez, and this is the, the perfect um, Jekyll and Hyde from both teams because... You don't know who's turning up for, for, for Carlton every week. You don't know who's turning up for Gold Coast every week. And this was just a shit game. And the Gold Coast probably should have won this by a lot more. But uh, that's one of the reasons that I steered clear from this one, Pez, because I just didn't know who was going to turn up. And uh, neither team's turned up. But Gold Coast somehow struggled across um, against Carlton and probably ended David Career's uh, time at Carlton. Even David though over Career. The last David Career. David Teague's time. David Teague's time. Even though, Pez... Over the last 20 years, he's got the uh, the best winning percentage over the last 20 years at Carlton. Look, and they've done this before, and it, it's been brought up this week, that Brett Ratton got the you know the big review and got pushed out the door for Mick Malthouse. He came in and, and didn't do anything with them. So David Teague's pleading with them and begging with them. Has the announcement actually been made that they've sacked him yet? No, not yet. Not yet. So they've done their review, they've made their decision, and he's just sitting there going, all right, I'm coaching this week, and then going from there, which is which is horrible, horrible feeling to be in. But I had a bonus bet on this game, Sauce. I had uh, Jack Lacocious to get 20, he only got 16. Noah Anderson to get 15 disposals. Got it really, really easily. Um, and he's pretty good value if he's in the 15-plus disposal market uh, still moving forward, even though I lost this bet. That was my green tick there. Sam Walsh for 25. He went off injured and uh, ended with 23 disposals. And Harry McQuire... Harry McCoy. McCoy <laughs> to be one of the first three goal scorers. No, that, uh, it, it did that was not fun. Happen. That was fun to watch though, Pez. I didn't mind watching that with you that know, in mind. You know who I was tossing up between? I was tossing up between him and Charlie Kerner, who kicked the second, but um Oh what was it was not a bad little kick either. <laughs> no, it was it was not bad, but Gold Coast kicked the first goal, obviously. Charlie Kerner the, the second, and then I'm sitting there going, Yeah, I'm, this bet's probably done anyway. And the disposals didn't happen, so it's probably a good thing. So uh, that cheeky uh, Red Cross. Uh, speaking of disposals, this was a game of uh, that I was very closely following because I had a three-league same-game multi. Aaron Hall to get 25. Jaden Short to get uh, 25 as well. They both did that, Pez. Easy, mate. But this was a game of two halves because in the first half, it looked like North Melbourne were going to go out absolute outright uh, winners, probably win by 30 or 40. They held um, <laughs> Richmond to a pretty putrid sort of halftime score. I think they were under under 30 points or something like that. Two they goals, four for the... How many times can they kick only two goals in a half, Richmond? Shit, man. They, they looked really horrible. And then Richmond came out, and I'm not even going to say Richmond did Richmond things because this they guy, didn't. everyone were going on about how good Richmond were. I don't know what was said to North Melbourne at halftime, but they butchered the ball. Their skill level just it degraded itself, and it was, it was horrible they to watch. They were early season North Melbourne. They were. They they resorted back, and it was the first time in, uh, I think it was like 15 weeks that they haven't covered the line. And uh, that was where my alternative line, and I did tell you, Pez, I was a bit worried at the 15 and a half line that the you North Melbourne were going to cover. So I, I doubled it. I went up to 32 and a half, and uh, the winning margin, Pez, what was it? Uh, was it 33? <laughs> 33, the bastards. <laughs> so I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and just 
praying and I'm watching it with my old man who's a North supporter who was already frustrated and then when they lost it, he was actually cheering for me because he <laughs> didn't, didn't yeah. know, he just couldn't how watch was it anymore. He, how was he at halftime? Was he pretty happy with his club? He was, but he was really concerned with how poor Richmond were playing. Okay, yeah. And, and, and as back. he said, he's like, we hit everything in that first half. Yeah. Hit every target. They they were in control of the pill. They had a couple of bounces that just popped up into Zerha or you know a couple of the other bikes' hands. And yeah, it, it was it was really really unfortunate the way it unravelled in that second half. Yep, very unfortunate. So I, I escaped with a bonus but, bet. But uh, well, you got a bonus bet. I used the bonus bet in this one, source, and uh, very interesting as well. If you've got the graphic up there, source, and you have a look at it. Stake fifty in the bonus. Have a look at the estimated returns on there, and everyone can see this on Twitter at behind the bound. Says estimated returns one hundred and five dollars, and I'm thinking that's not true. Maybe that, that can't be true because you got to take the fifty dollar bonus stake out of it, and only get fifty five. So, um, well, we'll speak about that at the end here. But Jaden Short, Jaden Short got his twenty. Shea Bolton got his fifteen. Richmond ended up winning, and I put this, I put this to bed before that, and then over one hundred and twenty nine point five, uh, Richmond versus Melbourne. Uh, pick your own, pick your own line there. So a big tick. I got the $105, okay? I got it in my account. And then by the time I did the bet slip and the update on the Tuesday, they actually took $50 out of my account for the readjustment. That's fair. Which is which is usual and what would have happened. You should have done what every single punter does on those pages and, oh, I just withdrew everything and now I'm sitting there in minus $500. It's like, well, that's the money's not yours. Yeah, well... But if you've got thousands of dollars in there, you withdraw everything. Oh, yeah. You, go quit, minus you, you quit gambling. You quit You quit <laughs> sports bet or tab or whatever. You go set up a, an alternative account, Piz. But <laughs> I, need, I need Tab's account because I'm banned from sports bet and points bet and uh, <laughs> all those different companies. But, um, yeah, it was only $55 return, even though it says $105 there. And I actually got paid out the $105 source. So that was really interesting there. And I noticed on your bet slip, the, the gallant 55 is there. So that's... Uh, oh, you got to be truthful. Spoiler, spoiler alert, that's all you won for the round. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, hey, you know what I could have done? You could have done the. I, I could have just said one hundred and five dollars. Yeah, it cool. says it says it right little, there. There's a tick, beauty. and no. there's another fifty. No, but again, no, I'm honest. Holding accountable pairs, I love it. I love it. The next one, uh, there is nothing to be held here accountability wise, um, because Adelaide versus Port Adelaide was again uh, almost going for for another upset. Uh, Adelaide led almost majority of this game, and then Port Adelaide overran them in, in the last final oh, probably two or three minutes uh, a controversial sort of ending to the game there was a couple of free kicks that were paid that were given guaranteed goals to, to Port Adelaide but uh, what did you have in this one Pez? I didn't have anything and you did and uh, oh, I might as well have had nothing Pez. because I, I've got a bone to pick with you on this one source because you made an error here even though even though you did didn't get a bonus and wouldn't have got a bonus you, you made a pretty big error in punting here why did I make a pre- Well, let's go through your four legs. You've got Port Adelaide to win 40 to 59. Yep. You've also got Port Adelaide minus 37 and a half. Yep. You've got Carl Eamon to get 20 or plus disposal and you've got Charlie Dixon for two goals. You've put your real money on it in sports bet. They've got the special at the moment source. So uh, three legs. So three legs. Charlie Dixon only kicked one. So if Charlie Dixon had kicked two goals source, Carl Eamon did get his 20 and you had those other two legs, you wouldn't have got a bonus. But if you took out the line of minus 37.5, odds don't change 
saying you would have got a bonus there if Charlie Dixon kicked. Two. I'm pretty sure the odds did change, and that's what made it over 550. That's why I was including it. I think I spoke about it last week, Pez. It was an error in punting in terms of doing the three or four legs. I really struggled last week trying to find five dollar odds and, and something a little bit cheeky. Uh, Look, I guess we'll never know, but I don't I'm see. I'm telling uh, you, mate, you, you, you can't attack me and not, <laughs> not not hear the rebuttal. All right, AFL tribunal. I, I don't <laughs> see the line of minus thirty seven and a half when you've got a spread of forty to fifty nine. Yeah, because making there's, it over fifty. There's cent two difference. and a half points to play. That's fifty cents right there. Nah, I'll check it. <laughs> Not two and a half points to play, mate. That's it is. It is two and a half points to no, play. No, because if you got 40 to 59, they've, if they win by 40 to 59, they definitely get minus 37 and a half. Yeah, bang. But if you get... So I've got two and a half points to play. And, and the, the, you've what, got the two problem. and a half points to play to get yeah. bonus, or you take that out and you... But it wouldn't, it wouldn't have got me over $5. That's why I did it. It 100% would have. Why would I put it four legs in there, Pez? I don't like, know why you my first did. rodeo. I don't know why you did, and right, I, let's thought, move on, you I thought it's a bit right. of an amateur <laughs> amateur move, but let's it move didn't, on. Didn't yeah. matter in the end because Charlie only kicked one. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, so <laughs> stupid. All right, let's get on to the next one: um, <laughs> the St Kilda Saints versus the Swans, and again a- another boil over. So the first four games we had, Piers, all at one stage. You probably looked at it and went, oh, "I'm going to get zero this week in tips <laughs> because not many punters had uh, the, the Gold Coast Suns, GWS, North Melbourne, Adelaide, and the Saints all getting up. Well, you know what? I was looking between the halftime at the Richmond-North Melbourne game. I actually forgot to put my tips in. In, one, in the comp I'm in, I get the away team. So I, I had, hate that rule. I had GWS, I had Gold Coast, and I had North Melbourne. So well, I was, If you forget to put your tips in, you should get all the losers minus one. <laughs> <laughs> you should get penalised, you dog. I hate that rule so much. Hey, I've, been, I've actually lost a game. I'm, hold on, hold on. On that stuff. Hey, Siri, set an alarm for 15 minutes <laughs> to put my tips in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that 15 minutes, we better get going though, Piz. All right, let's look into the Saints versus the Swans. The Saints uh, did a number on the Swans. They really bought that attacking brand of football that we saw. And Piz, quest- big question everyone's asking, they win it at selection. Yeah, <laughs> well, now this is where I've, I've got it wrong here. Paddy Ryder's out of the side. But the, the big thing isn't the Paddy Ryder, Rowan Marshall situation. The big thing is if Paddy Ryder or Rowan Marshall are out and Paul Hunter's in, we don't win. <laughs> Now, Paul Hunter was out. Is he in this week? He's not in this week. Shit. So we've actually got a shot. <laughs> we've like actually that. got a shot, which, is, like which is strange. But I was really confident. Well, I wasn't as confident. I only had the 25 on its source. Under 168.5 points, Jake Lloyd to get 20-plus disposals, and St. Kilda, uh, the minus 15 and a half there. Uh, no, no, not St. Kilda, mate. Sydney not minus 15 and a half. should have been St. Kilda. <laughs> that would have covered. That would have been a good bet. It would have been a great bet. would have been a great bet. But no, St. Kilda were very impressive. Uh, on the night, too bad they couldn't do it against Carlton the other week and guarantee him a final spot. Yeah, say goodbye to finals unless they uh, beat Geelong tomorrow afternoon. All right, I had a three-league same-game multi. Luke Parker got his 25. Lloyd got his 25. They're, they're basically penciled in every single week for me uh, as guaranteed. And then Sydney, unfortunate, were losers, as we just spoke about. That gave me a bonus bet. And it was the max 52 pairs. That would have been very helpful uh, during the week. <laughs> oh, it would have been, been real helpful. would have been just, real helpful. You just bang the Sydney head-to-head. That's all you needed and uh didn't bring didn't bring it they you know in in contention for top four if results went their way if they had won that game but they're probably going to play a home final at, at five or six on the on the ladder here the next game was Hawthorne versus Collingwood I just had a bonus on sports bet from the week before I thought Collingwood would come out and win this game because Hawthorne you know not being in Tasmania I thought the move to the MCG would have been in Collingwood's favor um Taylor Adams to get 25 he did uh but Collingwood head-to-head for me didn't happen so uh your bet 
You yeah. went the Hawks. Oh, I went the opposite way, and uh, that was a really good for me. A bonus bet. I uh, staked the twenty-five on it. Pairs returns. I think it was like what twenty-one dollars something. It doesn't actually say on that one. No, uh, that's why I had to message you during <laughs> the week and be like, I should, hey. I should have done what you did and just lied about it. <laughs> I should have done, done it. It returned one thousand four hundred and sixty-two dollars. <laughs> it was a, great bet. It was a, a sports bet error. I've cancelled my account. Uh, actually, that's what happened, Pez. I, I won uh, four hundred bucks, and I'm up. <laughs> no, so it was a it was a small little profit for me uh, from that, uh, and uh, the only. Uh, that got up for me for the round. So yeah, on to the next one, Piz. Ne- next one. Um, oh, this one. What oh, a boil over. The Bulldogs versus uh, the Bombers. I had the Bulldogs 20 plus did not happen. The Bombers actually, uh, yeah, no good. Uh, Merritt, 30 <laughs> disposals. McRae, 30 disposals. Both of them got up and they were paying some really good odds and I was really confident in those legs. And then the Bulldogs, I was going to go 25 plus, but I went, you know what? I'll go down a little bit to 20 plus and it still didn't work for me. And uh, ended up with a bonus bet from my $25 bet. And Pez, I remember sitting there with you last week looking at that and looking at mine. I had Jack McRae 30, Bontempelli 25, Bulldogs 25 and a half line, and basically counting our cash because that was penciled in for both of us to win. Well, uh, 340 odds for you, 350 odds for me, and we were, we were, we were ready laughing. to go to the bank and it uh, didn't happen. Yeah, just like uh, the, the trend of tonight has been a bonus bet for me. The Bulldogs couldn't get it done, and Essendon basically have uh, solidified a final spot. They uh, have got a really easy run home. And Pez, I hate to say it, but I think they're going to make finals. I think they're going to sneak into eighth, which actually I don't believe is going to be a uh, a justice for, the, for their club in moving forward. And I know you're looking up Facebook or Twitter or, or pulling up Finster or something, um, but I, I think they actually might might make finals. Look, they've got Gold Coast and then they've got Collingwood at the MCG to get into the finals. And, Pretty uh, easy run. Uh, all my eggs are in Jeter. Gold Coast's Gold Coast's basket. This Come on, week. Gold Coast! This week, get them done. Get them done. Get around it. But the good thing is, is uh, Essendon fans will probably listen to us. And, uh, you dickheads had them in the bottom four, or whatever. Hey, that's the only but one we've missed, though. If if Essendon do make the finals, it just uh, gives that little bit of suspense and tension. Yeah. If you're making a movie, perfect. For the five thousand seven hundred and sixty-two days that they've it, haven't it, won a final. It means a lot more when you don't win a final and you're actually in finals. Like it actually, it actually hurts a lot more. And if they play Sydney, who might finish fifth, and it's usually a close game, but Sydney win by 124 <laughs> points, wouldn't that just be some great content? GCP's got good gravy on it, Pez. You could add some mayo to that one. All right, get on to the next one. Fremantle, we're hoping to keep their finals hopes alive. And while still alive this week, they didn't put up a great performance against the Brisbane Lions. Uh, the, the line went down to minus 11.5 before the game. I don't, Bargain. Know, don't know why I jumped on. Bargain. Why I didn't jump on it in the pod source, but um, that was uh, nearly. F- what do you call free money? You don't get free money all the time in AFL. But money that, for VBs, that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah, and, and Dill is not really happy with you. You haven't been saying that lately. I have. I just did a whole week of crosses. Like, I haven't but been, you haven't been saying money for BBs. I haven't found so any guarantee. This week, oh, okay. we needed money from BBs for you, all and right. you, need to, you need to choose one because Dill's all right, bored right. out there this week. He's... He's like, oh, sorry, Dill. You're on this. You're on this. Uh, I hope get, you weren't using that money to pay for your rent. I'm sorry. Get your act together. He's not. He's not using it to, to bet. He's just. He's focused on you. He's, he's focused on Good. getting you to go from there. But we both had no bet in that game. The next game was West Coast Melbourne. The Thunder interrupted game, and uh, I didn't have a bet source, and uh, fell asleep three quarter time. Woke up to a message from you saying, "What the hell happened with the Thunder?" And I was like. What happened here? Yeah, Melbourne up by uh, thirty something points with fifteen minutes to go. Lightning strikes two meter, two meters away, two two kilometers away from the ground. 
AFL mandated game stops. Um, the game is basically done. Melbourne had to wait another 10 minutes of non-play before they were awarded the, the points. They come out, West Coast pile on four or five goals, and Melbourne limp home to win by nine Stop points. Stop talking about it. Tick I cross. lose my bet, <laughs> minus 14 and a half. Bullshit. Just bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> just call the game off. No one wanted to go out there. All it's going to do is promote injury. West Coast were never winning that game. But you had them in your multi, so you got a tick for that. So that's good. Yeah. And then that's, yeah, and we've already spoken about my multi. I have a bonus for that as well. Another trend for a bonus. But do, do you? Oh, yes. well, you know what? I had a bonus as well because I had Richmond, I had the Bulldogs and I had Brisbane. So I feel really hard done by that the Bulldogs uh, threw that one to Essendon and didn't kick 21 goals in a row on them like they did a couple <laughs> of years back. I'm not happy with that. But All right, let's get into what we did as a total, Pez. For round 21, I staked $225. Oh, it's a big stake. And the only thing I returned was my bonus bet. So <laughs> the only thing I didn't spend money on, I returned. 28.50. So 28.50 I returned, an ROI of minus 87 points. 0.33%. Thank God it's not sitting at 100%. Uh, total staked for the year is $3,650 and returned at $3,820.54. An ROI for the season of 4.67%. Pez? Mate, it's we'll a, get to the emojis in a minute because I've got a bone to pick with you with these emojis. It's, so a, let's, let's it's, a jump, it's a jump around from me and you, isn't it? You were bragging about being back in the lead last week, but uh, we'll go through mine. I staked $100 because I had a shitload of bonus bets and I returned the $55 as we spoke about. I of minus 45 for the round, but you look at the, the year, staked $4,080, uh, returned $4,334.05 with an ROI of 6.2%. So it went down in the percentage, but uh, somehow came out on top against you. Yeah, it wouldn't have been hard when I get a donut and Pez. And uh, the little poo emoji and the fish. Am I up Shits Creek with no paddle? <laughs> you're, you're struggling with $225 steak sauce, only returned 28 I don't get yours though. Why are you a toaster and a tent? A toaster? That's a, that's a robot, mate. Oh, okay. Why are you a robot? I'm, <laughs> I'm an absolute robot, just uh, not what, going through the motions. Not having any idea what to do and uh, going down a little bit in the ROI. But oh, I've got a tent there and you're, you're, you're just fishing for your food, mate. You're just... Uh, you're back where I was uh, a few weeks back, and you're just. Uh, I think that all, all that emoji is saying is that I'm just renovating the bathroom, and I'm you know I'm, I'm getting back to nature. I'm going to save some coin because th- what I'm doing this week is Source. I'm going hard. I'm going to invest that money. Source, when elsewhere. you have a shit round, you got to say you <laughs> oh, have a shit I've, round. I've, I said I'm up shit screen. The, the no poo emoji was deserved. <laughs> yeah, I just it's a bit rough. Yeah, <laughs> you've had many shit rounds beforehand, and there's been no, no. There's been donuts. Oh, so so I got one tip right, and last week you got a donut. Where was your shit emoji? Where was your shit-filled donut? Well, how did I go down bloody twelve percent in my ROI for the season? No, you yeah. did. All right, let's get into uh, the bet slip. <laughs> the fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about fifty meters out. I was with a mate, and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, "I think I'm going to whack ten on." On Maxi, do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said, Oh yes, yes, yes. And now to get into the round twenty-two specials. Sinu takes a special and goes bang. 
Well, as we say every week, uh, here's sports bet. Uh, kick a goal in the first two minutes and you win on the Friday night match. We hate that one here at Behind the Boundary. Uh, all matches this week, uh, three plus league, same game multi, up to three refunds per match. So you can have, you know, three three bets per match and get a bonus for every one. Oh, thanks for explaining that. I was, I was still going. You interrupted me. I was going to say you hope you wouldn't get three bonuses. You'd hope you'd have a couple of, uh, couple of wins there sourced. Uh, Sportsbet have the three-plus league AFL head-to-head multi, and they're the only one that I've seen so far to have it, so Tab don't have it this week. Um, we go into Tab. They've got the three-plus league. First time in a long time source. All games for Tab for the three-plus league, so really good job from, from Tab this week. They've also got an exclusive in-venue offer, which I was really disappointed in. Uh, we're in lockdown here in Melbourne at the moment. I can't go into the venue but if you go into a venue and you're in regional Victoria or anywhere else that's not in lockdown, AFL head-to-head special, up to $50 bonus back. If your team leads at halftime, but they lose. Oh, we love that special. You get it back. And remember when it used oh, to be? Oh, I love that special. It used to be on sports bet, quarter time, you lead at quarter time and you lose, you, you're good and you get paid out. That lead, was it, the lead at best. any quarter. Lead at any quarter. Lead at any quarter. That's right. That was the best special we've ever seen. And the other one that Tab's got, they don't make it too obvious, but... The way I got I don't even know how I got it. But it's uh, Richmond to win by 1-39 to 39 and Jack Rewalt to kick two plus goals. Pay him five bucks. Okay. So that's a special from Tab there. Ladbrokes, you've got $2 lines on tonight's game. Giants versus Richmond all the time. You've also got that on Neds because they're the same company. Same but company. they've also got uh, Friday night AFL. Three plus leg, same game multi just on the Friday night, which is, you know, kind of disappointing. And uh, we end with that. Uh, I think I heard from a... From a friend that points bet have some stupid one paying four bucks or something, but don't even worry about that. Don't worry about them, Pez. Straight on to Friday night footy. And what a round of footy is. There's many games tonight that are going, or not tonight, but this round that are going to change uh, the outcome of the 2021 finals. And uh, we start things off with an absolute classic. We've already spoken to about it during the uh, show. GWS taking on Richmond, um, you know, grand finals from a couple of years ago. Everyone knew it was going to be Friday night. We knew it was going to be. And glad the AFL have done their due diligence here. And putting forward a big, big game. 215 of the outsiders, GWS, Richmond, the favourites at $1.71. The line is minus five and a half, and the over under for this game, 159 and a half. Before I say my bet, Toby Green insertion into this team, does it change the odds? Yes, I think it makes a dollar ninety pick em money line. Pick 'em goes into pick 'em. All right. So here we go, GWS Richmond now. Uh, I'm tossing and turning this one because uh, Toby Green is out and I think he's a big factor and uh, the the captain of the club and uh, will be the captain moving forward as well. Uh, Richmond, we know, without Dustin Martin and, and things like that and they played a really poor half against North Melbourne last week. But in saying that, I can't, ta- I can't not take this offer from Tab for five bucks. Uh, so cheeky. I've even cheated and used it as my che- my cheeky source. Nothing, che- it's, nothing, it's, nothing cheating it's about It's five that. bucks. I've put the 25 on it. It's Richmond 1 to 39 and Rewalt to kick two plus goals because I think if Richmond win, Rewalt has to kick at least two goals. Do you know what you should have done, Pez? You should have chucked in minus five and a half and got 550. <laughs> 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 that would have made it a better I'm, I'm bet. Glad, I'm glad you can uh, make a joke about it now, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's happy with oh, that I one. liked that one, Pez. Yeah, I, 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 you know what I liked about it? That you didn't see it coming. Yeah, I did not see that one coming because I thought you'd never wanted to speak about that moment again. No, no, no. Well, I'm going to speak about my bet, Pez. Uh, I've gone the other direction. I think the GWS a real shot here. Uh, I've gone um, with one of my bonuses, one of my four bonuses for the week. GWS 1-39. to 39. 
and Josh Kelly to get 20. That gives me odds of three bucks. And if I get the win, potential winnings of $50. And you lose uh, one leg, uh, nothing. Nothing. But that's that's fine because, well, I've only got two legs in there anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it'll be a really interesting game, this one. Um, I'm... <laughs> It's going to shape finals, and I think both teams getting there have the potential to do some damage. It's a shame that we don't get the best footballers on the on the field for this one. Oh, it'd be amazing. But uh, Richmond Dynasty on the line, GWS, uh, Leon Cameron's career on the line, I would say. Next game, Source, Hawks versus the Dogs. Yeah, Hawks versus the Dogs. 4.20 outsiders in Hawthorne. Western Bulldogs, $1.23 are the favourites. The line is minus 26.5 in favour of the Bulldogs and the over-under for this one, 164.5. Yeah, I don't have a bet for this game, but the only thing I can say is uh, really unlucky for Josh Bruce, the leading goal kicker of the Western Bulldogs. I know we've given a bit of stick on on this show on Behind the Bound, Uh, but... You know he's had a, he's had a decent season for the Bulldogs, but in the last ten seconds of gameplay yeah. in the forward pocket, meaningless injury um, ended up doing his ACL. I thought it, it looked pretty bad at the end of the end of the game there, and uh, when the Essendon players were like, "Hey, what's happening?" It was really good to see. You know what? They would have heard. They would have heard the pop yeah. because doing ACL myself before. That's that's what you hear, and it's no good. And uh, Josh Bruce, all credit to him, in an interview that he did on his crutches, said. Uh, it's not about me. It's about um, how this team can move forward and um, continue uh, to be winning in September. So uh, credit to the man. Yeah, credit to to you know him coming out and saying that, and it's disappointing for him. But you know, congratulations to the the Essendon players that went and did that, and our thoughts go out to him, and hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. With his absence, Lopez, you know, where goal I'm, kicker market. You know where I'm going this one. Oh. Cheeky. Ugal Hagen's out as well. Yeah, I was spewing with that. I was hoping he'd yep. be in there because he would have been juicy odds. I think this is the stage set all for Aaron Norton. I know it's played at Utah Stadium, so it does make it a little bit tougher in terms of the delivery, but. He's all they've got down there. He's going to kick four goals. You can get that on its own at $4 odds, Pez. I've gone with a uh, three-leg same-game multi, and I've put my bonus on it just to build the up. Who's kicking the four? Who's kicking the four? Aaron Norton. The Hawthorne hack. Hawthorne hack. It's back. It's back. Western Bulldogs to win and McRae to get 30 disposals. 25 bonus on that, Pez, with Ned's. Estimate return of one twenty eight seventy five. Now Look, I think they've stuffed that up, but <laughs> I don't because I think they haven't taken the twenty five out. But I don't have returns. the uh, the odds. But um, Jack McRae to get thirty is absolute money. Oh, it's, it's absolute money because he just racks them up out there on the wing. Uh, the next game, which is disappointing that it's at the same time as Port Adelaide and Carlton Source, both it, at four thirty five on it, the same day on the Saturday when we're in lockdown. We want to watch both games, but we, do. we can only we have to choose one to watch live. It makes it a bit disappointing they haven't taken into consideration um, the, the Victorians and all these people in lockdown. And, and people in Sydney and now Canberra in a seven-day lockdown after one case. Everyone except for Northern Territory. <laughs> <laughs> and Tassie, apparently. All right, we get into the, the one that we will both closely be watching, Pez. Geelong versus St Kilda down at GMHBA Stadium. $1.25 for the Cats. The Saints are outsiders at 4 bucks. Minus 23.5 is the line that has come in from 26.5 earlier in the week. The over-under for this game is 151.5. Nah, no Paddy Wright. I'm, I'll be watching the Port Adelaide Carlton game, I think. <laughs> No, no. He's not playing for Port Adelaide anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Dan Hanabry comes in uh, surprisingly for um, the Saints, who uh, you know are paying him a bit of a packet. I think the Swans are paying him a, a fair bit as well at the at the moment there. Um, but Geelong, you've you've had a laid out 
earlier today, Sauce, yeah, Tom Stewart. In, in Tom Stewart. So I had to take um, him out of my multi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to take him out and change it. But Jeremy Cameron comes back in. Mark O'Connor maybe to tag. Who's he going to tag, Sauce? Probably you'd probably go to um, Steel. I, I think you don't have really much of a choice, but. Are you, are you going to stem his influence? I don't know. Lockie Henderson comes in. Isaac Smith after maybe, he's maybe managed Crouch, as Maybe well. Crouch? Yeah, oh, I don't think you tag Crouch, though, in, in his little... The only other one's Hill, but Hill sort of tags himself sometimes. Hill <laughs> does tag himself. That's a good call there. But Jordan Clark, your man, omitted again for another time. Can another club pick him up next year, Source? I think they should. I think they really should. It's, it's, I don't know what he's doing in terms of the game plan that's not He's uh, not a one-way runner. You know? I've, I've watched him live, I, and I don't he know what he runs both ways hey, look, and he, he defends. Last week he had a poor game, and I think if we're looking at all the times he's been omitted, this is the first week he could sit there and go... You know what? You had a really poor game. You made a couple of a couple of blunders in front of goal. You had a all the other times no good. All the other times he should have had a, a spot. But uh, where are you going this one, Pez? I've used a twenty five dollar bonus bet from last week's source. So I've put um, Jack Steele for <laughs> twenty plus disposals. Dollar five. I think that's if he doesn't get injured, he's definitely getting twenty disposals. Oh, yeah. uh, just put that in there, boost it up a bit because uh, I've got St Kilda plus twenty five and a half, and uh, I don't. Love it. <laughs> but um, Max King, Max King, one goal, six, and a, a big uh, misstep last last time we played them. We were at the game live. We which, were. Which uh, is weird to say at the moment uh, during all this COVID that stuff. Was, that was a was long time ago. Was that the last ago. game we went to? Uh, that was the last game. Oh, you would have been That was Geelong. the last game you and I went to together. You would have been in Geelong. I was, I was there the time. next week, Geelong versus... Someone, yeah, no one wants to hear that anyway. All right, so we were we were at the footy and it, w- it was a great time. We had oh, had the froths there, so many beers one sitting there. At, uh, oh, and oh. we had good location to the bar too. It was literally it behind was us, right there, right there. And we didn't get stuck by the coaches coming in. All oh, right, we'll how, how, how good are beers at the footy? Oh, I don't how, know. How good's going outside <laughs> with I'm people? Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't. You know what? I've never been for a walk in the, in the last time Shit. this lockdown. Yeah, anyway, you can, but you can tell. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> oh, twenty five dollar right. bonus stake. Uh, estimated return fifty dollars. So hopefully Tab have that right, and I actually get that fifty dollars. Yeah, I'll go double or nothing with you, Pez. I'll go a fifty dollar bonus bet. Geelong twenty four and a half, and Guthrie to get twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and that gives me odds of two thirty. I've whacked, as I said, the max fifty on that one. I don't even care because I'm not watching. I'm watching Port Adelaide. Carlton. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully you see Paddy Ryder. All right, let's get into this one. Uh, Port Adelaide taking on Carlton, as you said. Same time in Adelaide, a dollar thirteen for the power, six bucks for the blue. Minus 35.5 is the line over 163.5 is the uh, total game points. Yeah. Um, if you're watching this one, what's your bet, Pez? I'm watching this one, but <laughs> I've got no bet. Because Me neither. <laughs> I, I'm not going to have a bet when I'm watching the other game. You yeah. know, I, I, I don't want to be able to keep track of it. I'll, I'll watch the game on, on replay a little bit later in the weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same, Pez. And I do find when I am watching footy, I like to, to bet on the games I watch. And obviously, I watch all the games. Uh, I try to do it as I can live. Look, but it's hard to watch a game on replay without your, your phone. Because I, I like to look at the stats while I'm watching the game. But we say that as well. But... Port Adelaide, paying a what are they paying again? You, you dollar a dollar thirteen. Dollar thirteen. Not worth it. Look, it's a risk for Port Adelaide. The to minus thirty five and a half. It is. It's a risk, and in my multi, when I speak about it later, I say it's a risk, and uh, I'm not not real happy with it. But there's a reason why. Okay, well, I'm interested to hear that one later on the show. All right, we get into the Saturday night games, Pez. North Melbourne 
taking on Sydney. 276 is North Melbourne, and I spoke to you this before, Pez. An absolute bargain, I think, at $1.46 in the Swans. Minus 14.5, another bargain, and the over-under for this one, 165.5. And And you know what? For argument's sake, that's a bargain as well. Look, I asked you this question before, and I, I said... You have to take fifty grand off your house, off your mortgage, or whatever you got. If you don't have a mortgage, just take oh, fifty I grand out of the I bank. Do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you've got to put it on any head-to-head bet this week. Um, Sydney, a good value, dollar forty-six. Um, they they kind of really have to win. They lost last week against St Kilda, so there's nothing really, really there to go. North Melbourne have been improving, but um, what I've done here is I'll put my fifty-dollar bonus stake from last week, and I've put Sydney minus fourteen and a half, and I've also added that with Luke Parker. Just to get 20 disposals sourced, not the 25. Like, 20 is pretty safe. Like, if he doesn't get injured, same as Steel, he'll get 20. And uh, that together, it's a real odds. So I'm just trying to get my $50 back from, from last week. Yeah, Pez, and, and you said if I had to put my own money on it, and I have. This is the one of the rare few oh. that I've actually put my own money on. There we go. I've whacked 25 on a three-leg same-game multi with sports bet. Sydney head-to-head, I've done exactly that. I like what you said about John Luke Dawson. Parker for John 25. Dawson. No, Do- oh. no Dawson. I've gone with Aaron Hall. I watched yep. him last yep. week, and he, tell you what, it, he racks it, it up, up and he he's is. playing some good footy at the moment. And I really like the way that he actually is um, going about his football. You got him for twenty five. I got him for twenty five. He'll probably get thirty five. He, he, he's been an absolute star. So that gives me odds of two fifty pairs, and as I said, twenty five on that one. On to the Sunday time slot and the Sunday games. Melbourne taking on Adelaide is the first one at two ten, which is an interesting time slot for a, a Sunday afternoon. Look, uh, and what are the odds, mate? $1.07 for Melbourne and $9.20 for the Crows. Minus 43.5 is the line. The over-under is 155.5. This was one of the games Melbourne dropped to the Crows yeah. earlier, in the, in, earlier yep. in the year. So I would say pretty confidently that Melbourne are going to, you know, fix up a, three, a few things and uh, get the chocolates here. But $1.07, you can't touch that. And there's there's not much in the disposals or odds for me, Source. Maybe you, but no bet for me. The only, the only th- way that you would look at this game, honestly, is if you're looking at including this in a multi as a as the third leg to try and get over the $2 mark. If you've put, you know, one of the outsiders in there it's, and you just need that to sort of solidify that $2 odds with most betting agencies... Otherwise, I wouldn't be touching it. I might look at some stuff on the day. Maybe look at Keys or you know Petrarca. He's in good form, or you know, um, or Oliver. But other than that, I'm steering clear for this one as well, Pez. Yeah, very good. All right, we get on to the Sunday time slot, and uh, with a win here, the Essendon Bombers can really stickly. So up their final spot, which I hate to admit, the Gold Coast Suns coming in as outsiders, three dollars sixty-three. That's an unusual sort of odd there, 363. And Essendon, 129 are the favourites. Minus 20.5 is the line, and the over-under is 157.5. Yeah, this one, uh, this was the game I asked you, is it, is it played in the Gold Coast or is it here? What What's happening? And um, apparently it's played at, where, GMHBA? It, it is GMHBA. Which uh, is not great for, for the bet that I put down, but... Uh, We'll see how we go. We've got Brandon Ellis goes out of the Gold Coast Sun side. Heppel and McGrath actually come back in for Essendon, which strengthens them up a bit. But they are managing uh, McDonald, Tip and Woody. And I think if Gold Coast want to play one more game for the rest of the season, this is a game they've got to play. They can uh, ruin Essendon's finals hopes. And I've put them plus 21 $25. That's really interesting, Pez, actually, because I've steered clear with this game because... I actually think that the line, it was a lot shorter early in the day. I think it was about sitting 15 and a half, and I liked the line at 15 and a half, uh, minus 15 and a half for Essendon. But 20 and a half, you can be enticed with the Gold Coast. I'm, I'm very enticed with this one. And I just, you know what? It's it's not 
really a, a bet with my head. It's a it's it's kind of a you, you don't know, want them to make it. Yeah, I'll be really, cheering hard for the Gold Coast. I really Suns. want Gold Coast to to fight in this one, and uh, that's why I've put that bet down. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, Queensland teams, Pez, we actually missed a game, and as my apologies there, I was got so excited of seeing North Melbourne on a Saturday night that we actually missed the Brisbane versus Collingwood game, and the way that the odds pan out, you could probably sort of understand why. So Brisbane are heavy favourites at a dollar eleven, and the line is thirty seven and a half. Collingwood outsiders six dollars seventy, and the over under is one sixty two and a half. I just thought you didn't want uh, that bet there, but I've gone. Uh <laughs> Three legs, same game multi. Uh, Daniel McStay with the with the absence of Hipwood uh, to kick two plus goals is at two dollar odds by himself. Brisbane pick your own line minus nine and a half and over one hundred thirty six point five pick your own uh, total twenty five dollars on that. It's paying two dollars fifty source, so uh, I'll I'll try and take that. Yeah, I like that, Pez. Uh, I've gone a similar sort of route. I've gone the over 162.5 uh, and Brisbane to win by 25+. plus. Um, and I've put my last bonus bet bonus bet on that game. Um, I believe they can get the, the chocolates there. Collingwood were pretty disgusting last week. That gives me odds of $2.60. So a potential 40 bucks return. So fingers crossed I can uh, snag that one, Pez. All right, we get into the last game, the Western Australian Derby or Derby or whatever you want to call it. Fremantle taking on West Coast. And this one has to be one one of the the more pivotal ones in terms of the, the you know the season outlook because both teams need a win and they can keep their finals hopes alive. Drop this game, Pez, and uh, could be goodbye for twenty twenty one. Two dollar eighty six are the Dockers coming in outsiders. West Coast a dollar forty three. The line is minus fourteen and a half, and the over under for this game is one fifty six and a half. Look, I, I think if West Coast win, they're definitely in finals. Okay, because they get 11 wins. But Fremantle sitting there at 12th at the moment. There's four teams on 36 and GWS on 38. They play tonight, uh, GWS Richmond. But I, I don't know what to do yet. I may know what to do a little bit later. So uh, no bet for me at the minute. Um, I'm going with, uh, similar to what you said before, Pez, going with your gut. And I don't normally do this, but if uh, Fremantle beat West Coast, there are a big chance of actually West Coast missing the eight. And a couple of the bold predictions that I made this year – was Essendon to finish bottom four, which which is not going to pan out. Collingwood to do bottom four, tick. And the other bold prediction was... Can you imagine Essendon finish bottom four after where they are at the moment? Oh, two rounds to go. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be huge. Yeah, well, they, they've done it before, drug cheats. Uh, they've done it before, Pez. <laughs> they finished the, in the, they're in finals and they finished bottom four. Look, if they're drug cheating this year... And we, shouldn't, we, shouldn't say, we shouldn't say drug cheats because that, it's not the right terminology. They got found not guilty on terms of uh, cheating, but they were bringing the game into disrepute. So Who they cares? were they're, they're taken away. Is. But uh, the other big bold prediction I, was, I made was West Coast to miss the eight. And I think that um, if, you know, they lose this game, they're a big chance of missing the eight. And that's why I've gone a three-leg same-game multi. Fremantle, 1-39 to 39 for the win. Adam Chera to get 20, moving into that midfield with the uh, absence of Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong, that young uh, rookie from last year, to get 20 or more as well. That gives me odds of $4.50, and I put my own money. So I believe in I like keeping uh, accountability. Caleb Sarong's haircut at the moment as well. You, you're liking that? One. Yep. Uh, so I've put that on $4.50 odds, Pez. Ooh. And where was your cheeky again? Oh, I might have forgotten. My cheeky was uh, earlier with Neds. It was the Hawthorne Hack pairs. How could you forget uh, that? Of course, it's a Hawthorne Hack. Uh, we get into our multi-source, and I've gone with Sportsbet because uh, Tab don't have that at the moment with the three-plus leg head-to-head multi. I've gone the three games that I'm most confident in. Actually, no, I haven't because I tried to. Western Bulldogs and Sydney. 
really confident that they'll get the win. Love that. The third most confident team I was was Brisbane Lions. Mm-hmm. But if I put them in, $1.99, Ooh, no. you don't get the special. You don't get the special. So I had to take Brisbane out and I put Port Adelaide in not loving it, which is but, why but I spoke about that. In the, to get the 202 and if Port Adelaide do lose, then I do get that bonus back. And uh, I don't know, I might. I should have gone with just Brisbane and not worried about the special. I don't should, know. Should have followed what I did, Pez. Western Bulldogs, Sydney, the most confident in. And I put the max 50 stake. You put Geelong in yours. You put though. Geelong to get it done, Pez. And yeah, they get $2.17. They don't lose back-to-back games, let alone back-to-back games in Geelong. You haven't won there in 20 years. I know you've only played 13 games there over the last 20 years. 1999 was the last time you won down there, Pez. So uh, you can tie that one up. And that is your money for VBs. There you oh. go, Jill. Saved it to the end, the multi. Three legs, three ticks, big return. Dill's back. <laughs> Dill is back. We we might have to get Dill on at the end of the season, Source. Yeah, yeah. With his money for he's more than welcome to come on. I can't uh, wait to hear his uh, stats on, on all Source's bets. And, yeah, no, he's not happy with the money for VBs. So you... I'm I'm with Dill on this I one. don't just throw it out there willy-nilly, Pez. I, 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 try, and deliver, I try and deliver... Perfectly chilled VBs. That sounds nice. I could go for one of those. Well, it's about footy time, Pez. Go for one of Let's those. Let's get through uh, our coin toss and then we can enjoy a couple of frosts with the footy. It was a toss of the coin. That fight wins the toss. Yes, it's been an unusual uh, year for coin tosses. Right again. What a big show, Pez. We've discussed so many things here and it has gone a little bit over, but we do need to do uh, this part of the show because I'm sure you want to talk about the lines. I don't want to talk about the lines. Uh, I'd, I'd much rather get a chilled VP, as you've said. I'm really uh, really happy for that. But last week, Sauce, uh, we went different on one, two, three, four, five games. We did. In, in the lines. <laughs> do you remember what I said to you at the end there? Yeah, you said... I'll uh, be 10 up. You're gone. You're going to be 10 up. You are not because... Nope. Uh, why, first, why did the round of upsets happen that round? First one was GWS versus Geelong. I got that line. Uh, next one was Richmond versus North. I got that line, luckily. Next one was Adelaide versus Port. Adelaide should have probably won that game. I, I got that one as well. Next one was Collingwood Hawthorne. You got that, mm-hmm. which is which is really good. So 3-1. Oh, and then the last one was West Coast Melbourne, and I got the West Coast one with the with the lightning and the thunder. So four one on the difference. We go to the round. I got five. You got two. I move up to eighty six. You're in eighty seven. So you're still in the lead. Source. You're not in the lead in the uh, the betting stage, which is the most important thing. But the coin toss, you've got the lead by one. Well, I just wanted to make it a little bit more competitive, Pez, because oh, it's yeah, been too easy. Off. It's been too easy. I've been up for like. You know, six or seven you weeks. Wanted to make it competitive. Just want to make it competitive, and that's if why. That's why I dropped with the money the lines, down. You would have. That's why I dropped the money as well. A bit of I'm going to make it credible, Pez. I can't just. Oh, right. I can't just. Uh, you know, just bullshit a bullshitter. Um, You're bullshitting right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the lines. Uh, the GWS Richmond one, which starts very shortly. The line is plus five and a half. Is it plus five and a half? Plus five and a half with the Giants. I'll go the Giants. <laughs> Well, you know I'm all over the Giants. That's odd, Pez, because you tipped Richmond, actually. Yeah, I know, but just <laughs> I knew you were going to go the Giants, so I don't want to lose lose out on that. Well, let's see how if you follow trend for the rest of them, because your trend last week was to go opposite. Well, you're leading, so you have to go first. All right, Hawthorne versus the Doggies. The line is minus 26.5. I'm going the Doggies. Oh, 
Yeah, I'll go the dogs. I can't. Oh. I can't believe in. No, I'll go the dogs. All right, Geelong, St Kilda, minus twenty three and a half. All right, we'll go the Saints. You yep, go the I'll cats. I'll go the Cats. Port Adelaide at Carlton, minus 35 and a half. Um, Do you want me to go first for that one? Yeah, you go first. Uh, I'm, I'm going, going the Blues. Oh, I was going to go the Blues, but I'll go uh, Port then, just to, to get oh. one more up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it interesting. All right, Brisbane, Collingwood, minus 37 and a half. I'm going the Lions. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go to Brisbane. North Sydney, minus 14 and a half. We both think that's a bargain, so we're both going Sydney. Both Sydney. Melbourne versus Adelaide, minus 43 and a half. Adelaide. I'm going Adelaide too. That's a huge line. Uh, minus 20 and a half in favour of the Dons versus Cold Coast. I'm going to go Essendon. Yeah. Uh, well, you've you've tipped season online. I'm going Gold Coast. I'll bet, I'll bet you, on you it. You bet on it. So. <laughs> All right, and Fremantle versus West Coast, plus 14 and a half. I am definitely taking the Dockers there. The Dockers? I'm going the West Coast Eagles. All right, we've got a few different there, pairs, uh, and that could really indicate the rest of the season. It could. There's only two rounds left. There is only two rounds left. Where can people uh, find our bet slip and follow along on Twitter? Go at Behind the Bound on Twitter, get around it, and uh, – Get around all the banter. Now, we had a, a serious part of the show earlier, so, you know, take that really seriously. But um, for the most part, we are, you know, having a lot of fun and joking around and, and things like that. But that racism talk w- was not fun and it's not allowed. And uh, if you hear it, call it out. On Pez, peace out. Yeah, stand up for, for what is right and let's try and change uh, this sort of culture that we have in Australia and across the world. I'm Still Source. We'll catch up next time.